Howdy who, pop heads, and welcome to issue 38 of 3B Zine Presents Popcast, aka the Tomcast Popcast. I am Tom, teaming up with me today, the always awesome, the invincible Roger Smith. Invincible as always. X Omega Gold on Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow Super Super Roger, which yep. is always a good time. So I've heard. Oh, please show your love and support for the show by following this awesome small independent podcast on social media at Tomcast underscore Popcast on Twitter and at the Tomcast underscore Popcast on Instagram. Got to get that Instagram game going again. I've I've been a little slow lately. (laughs) Got to ramp it up. We'll get some posts in. We'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, Please remember this is the pop culture podcast that knows that Disney Plus already has my money. (laughs) Why fight it? And we're okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're okay with them taking all of the money. Roger, before we dive in, and, and Disney Plus is obviously going to be a big topic on on today's show. Uh, is there any fun pop culture popping that you've been doing recently, or is you're looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I mean, I think we'll probably get into it later. I'm looking forward to this Friday. Titans season two is coming out, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that will definitely be on my radar. That's, That's fantastic. One of the few shows I watch regularly uh, as it comes out. So, uh, yeah. Other than that, I think it's been kind of a light on the pop culture related stuff for me lately. But, uh, but yeah, I'm getting back into the swing of things. We're getting it going. <laughs> all right, all right. I finished recently. I recently finished watching um, the Nosferatu NS four. A two yes. U, <laughs> if you want to spell it out for people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was on AMC, based off of the book from Joe Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I was really enjoying it for quite a while, and then it got to the to the two hour season finale, and <laughs> oh boy, kind of a snooze fest for the for a season finale. Really? Yeah, it was uh, really low key and understated. Huh. Um, and I don't know if that's because. Maybe halfway through the production, AMC was like, hey, let's do a season two. And they're like, oh, shit, let's change the plans. Yeah, they just like slowed it down to a halt. That's kind of what it felt like because it was just a, a very undramatic, not really satisfying kind of season finale. Like it didn't need to be two hours. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's AMC, so it's basically just two episodes. Oh, okay. They just smush them together. Got it. Um it, yeah, it, it bummed me out because I, w- I was really kind of, I was really starting to get into that show. Mm-hmm. It's only like nine episodes, so it's not it's not a, a hard watch. Oh, okay, but yeah, it, I definitely was bummed out by the by the way the season finale kind of left things, and of course it ends on a note where you're like, okay, I guess season two is happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of obvious, but yeah, yeah. it's like, well, well, great, bum. That's kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's always. Yeah, well, you know, you, you win some, you lose some with yeah, with, with TV shows, and I, you know, I maybe I'll stick around for Nosferatu season two. We'll see. I I do enjoy the Zachary Quintos hmm, with yeah. his thick, thick, luscious eyebrows. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Sure. Uh, Roger, wait. Oh my gosh, we have a beer. We we have an amazing. Beer. We have a beer. What do we got? Well, it is uh, the Return of the Jetty. Uh, <laughs> it's just Jetty, but uh, uh, it's. You know, if you guys know anything about Pizza Port, you'll know that this is an amazing beer that comes out every now and then, and it's finally in cans. It's a gorgeous can, too. It's yeah. really nice. Really nice can art on it. Um, it's got a Chinook, Simcoe, Amarillo, Cascade, all the old school amazing hops. The The nose on this was super dank just when I cracked it open. It was like remembering 
good memories. <laughs> you know, someone someone was, was they they it was kind of framed as a complaint to me. Uh, really, that, that Pizza Port beers all kind of taste the same. <laughs> and I was like, "You mean delicious?" <laughs> if yeah, if by generally delicious, I will agree with you. Other than that, I think you might need to train your palate a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there's it, a lot of nuance to these guys. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, no, don't get me wrong; they love those classic hops that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, it's not like they use the same hop recipe in every beer. Yeah, let's yeah, get I mean, it right, people. Yeah, I could I could tell you the difference between a kook, a swami's, this, you know, any of those, any day of the week. But yeah, no, definitely. I would have to disagree. Yeah, and like I said, they phrased it like it was a bad thing, and I was like, no, 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 more pizza port beers, more pizza ports in general would yeah. be a good thing for the world. We can always use more of them. And, you know, Roger, I know you want to teach the world to sing, but I want to teach the world to drink. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could definitely, uh, you know, I'll go along with yours. That, that sounds a yeah, little better. it's probably easier. A little bit, yeah. You know, singing takes training and talent. Drinking just takes time. And, like, <laughs> finger dexterity to open the can. <laughs> So yeah, it's a seven point two percenter. So it's a, it means some business. Um, well, it is pizza port. They don't fuck around. Yeah, yeah. I, that that was not a complaint. <laughs> um, well played. Yeah, and this one is just all around great. Excellent. So if you Excellent. get the chance to check it out, do it. All right. Well, listen, we we were we were un- unfortunately. Um, had to postpone last week's show. Yeah. I came down with, with the sickness. I was down with the sickness again, yeah. <laughs> in the in the words of Disturbed. Yeah, uh, which is, I got a I got a I got a cold back to back. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because that was, has not happened in a long time. I was remembering you were saying you were just getting over something, and then you're like, nope, coming down with something else. No, I still have a, a, a bit of the sniffles in my recovery here, but I, sure. I, luckily I've been feeling myself like the last three or four days. That's uh, but yeah, it was a real bummer to kind of yeah. get over one cold, and then <laughs> I had like maybe a 24 to 36 hour window before I got <laughs> hit again, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this yeah. sucks. Yeah, that that's pretty rough. Those back to backs are, are no joke. Well, and I I, I pride myself. I mean, a somewhat sturdy individual yeah. with, with a good constitution. <laughs> so, go. so to get back-to-back illnesses was uh, a huge bummer, yeah. to say it lightly. But we're back now. We're back. We're back, we're back in back today. business. And, we're, you know, we, we, we try not to go backwards too much on this podcast, but not doing the show last week meant not talking about all the awesome stuff that came out from, from Disney's D23 Expo. Sure. You know, you may have heard from other podcast but those other podcasts they're not this podcast they are not us they're not roger they're not tom <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk about some of that, that some of that cool stuff and obviously since it's us uh, a lot of emphasis will be on the marvel and the star wars stuff because uh-huh. that's honestly what we want to talk about i don't really care about lizzie mcguire coming back to you <laughs> i was unaware actually. i mean I, i'm stoked that hillary duff's gonna be part of it but it's like you know uh, whatever that's that's fine you I know that's that's something i'll watch late at night and not tell anyone about <laughs> don't guilty sh- pleasures just between us and the listeners <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, I'm down for it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I've never seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> I was too old for it even back then. <laughs> nice. But uh, let's talk about some of the cool stuff. So yes. uh, let's start with Marvel. Okay. Uh, we already knew a bunch of the Disney Plus shows that were coming. We, we knew about Hawkeye. We knew about the WandaVision. Yeah. We knew about Loki. Uh, we knew about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. All right. Now, in regards to those shows, it was it was pretty great that they announced uh, Loki's the, the series director. Mm-hmm. They announced some of the writers. Tom Hiddleston came out and talked a little bit about what the show's about. I mean, we were kind of right on when we speculated that it's Loki from that moment in Endgame when yeah. he, he has a Tesseract and, and he, he disappears. Disappears, yeah. yeah. So Loki looks like looks like Loki found himself a loophole. 
Yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is very Loki. Yeah, I mean, that is the essence of his character. Yeah, so I'm stoked on that. There's not a whole lot to really dive into on that, yeah. on that front necessarily. Um, the one I was excited to kind of talk a little bit more about, um, we, we, we've talked about the Falcon and Winter Soldier show. We, mm-hmm. we, we know this uh, Kari Skoglin is going to be directing it. I think uh, Kari's doing a bunch of the writing as well. Yeah. We know it's it's Sebastian Stan back as as Winter Soldier. We know it is Anthony Mackie back as Falcon. Mm-hmm. What came out at this convention or at the expo was uh, our friend from Overlord Wyatt <laughs> Russell is going to be the U.S. agent. Yeah. What? That is a uh, that's a that's a Marvel deep cut. It really is. Oh, man, I I didn't even know what to think of it. You know, <laughs> it, it was shocking. I mean, I love. First of all, I'm totally blown away by the fact that Wyatt Russell. Son of Kurt Russell is joining the Marvel universe. Yeah, this blows me away. Yeah, it's crazy. And and you know he's uh, Wyatt's making his making his rounds. He's he's getting his uh, himself an acting resume now that his uh, his minor league hockey career is wrapped up. <laughs> and and uh, uh, he's been doing nice work. That's cool. I'm a, I'm a fan of his Lodge Forty Nine show on AMC. I yeah. loved him on, in Goon too. I loved him in Overlord. Yeah. Overlord is fantastic. Um, yeah, you and I are both fans of Overlord. Yeah, yeah. So the, the announcement that he's coming out and playing John Walker, the mm-hmm. character who, um, I'm assuming they're going to, that he will be kind of what he was in the comics when he was first introduced, which is the, the, the chosen soldier of the U.S. government to be the next Captain America. Uh-huh. Uh, in the comic books, uh, Steve Rogers got fed up and, and resigned as Captain America, uh, went on to become Nomad for a little while, mm-hmm. and they... Uh, John Walker was was kind of selected from the ranks for his you know courage and valor and all these things, and they gave him like a kind of like a like a not as good as version of the Super Soldier Serum, and for for a while he was Captain America and he was doing a nice job, and then that that crazy not so good Super Soldier Serum did a little did a little number on his brain. Yeah, he got a little 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 little, little cuckoo cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> that's never fun. No, never fun. So I, I wonder if that's the kind of the vein they're going to go to because I suspect that. The, the 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 main oh, oh, sorry good lord I suspect the main part the main premise of this show is yeah. that yeah Steve Rogers selected the Falcon to be the next Captain America but the U.S. government's like fuck that <laughs> yeah it's like no we don't clearly, have control over him yeah I mean clearly the Falcon Falcon hasn't played by the rules because he's been yeah. the captain this entire time we want to we want a Captain America that we can control that we can send out on you know our missions to do yeah. our agenda so I I really am excited by the, the, the by their they're going to follow that storyline, and they're going to bring in John Walker, U.S. agent, to do it. Now, he probably won't become a U.S. agent for a while. but Probably not. He's going to be like a knockoff cap, would be my guess. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I mean, if they even started that storyline kind of like early on, where you kind of see him rising up, and maybe even like a sideline story where it's kind of happening adjacent to what, you know, Winter Soldier and Falcon are doing. Yeah, I mean, what I think I would I would really dig on the most is is if, like, they all kind of get along for a little while at the beginning, yeah, you know. Yeah. They're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm doing my thing over here, and I'm you're sure. doing your thing over here. But we, you know, we're all about the greater good mm-hmm. because at the core of John Walker's character, he is a good guy. He just yeah. kind of gets driven a little nutsy from that that soldier serum. That's not quite the the real deal. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that's true. So I don't know. I, I think I'd like to see them team up for a few episodes before he goes a little haywire and. They become enemies. Yeah, I think that'd be the good way to go about it. Because I kind of feel you'd have like an easy chemistry and then they're kind of like, okay, this guy, he seems not so bad. Maybe they're a little reluctant at first, but then he kind of comes in and convinces them. And then when they finally open themselves up, he starts going a little nutty. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's a better story beat to have like a little bit of like uh, 
sort of betrayal, yeah. you know, from from this this government appointed Captain America, you know, sure. and not just because of his political motivations, but because potentially he's losing his marbles too. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of gives it a, a extra dynamic because now they're not just going up to somebody that's opposed to them. Like, you know. yeah, I mean, if they're adversaries straight from the, you know, right from the get go, that's you know, I mean, that's a that's a good beat. You can get a lot of traction out of it. It's but fine. it's, I think it's a little bit more interesting if there's a reason why. Why Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of want to help him? Yeah, they're at the same more time. On the line. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. They may do something completely fucking different. Complete speculation here. Yeah. <laughs> just I'm just throwing things out there for folks. So I, I, the more I hear about this show, the one I, I, th- I really think this is the one I'm kind of looking forward to the most. Um, as much as I love Hiddleston and Loki, yeah. Uh, th- those Captain America flicks were probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. Of the of the entire cinematic universe thus far, I mean, not counting like the the big spectacles of of Endgame and stuff like that. I feel sure. like you know Winter Soldier and and Civil War were two films that were excellent on their own, but mm-hmm. what happened in them had such an impact on the overall cinematic universe that uh, yeah. they're hard to they're they're kind of hard to ignore. Like if you want to be a Marvel fan, you definitely were watching those ones. Yeah, definitely. I, I'd say those are like the like semi Avengers or like Avengers light movies, because those are like essential to watch Mm -hmm. in terms of if you want to know the whole Avengers storyline. And a lot of them, you know, had so many of the Avengers characters in it that it was basically like an Avengers movie, just slightly more focused. Yeah. Uh, Especially with civil war. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, you know, at the very, at the, at, I suppose at minimum you could consider them like, you know, Winter Soldier is kind of like uh, like Avengers one point five. Yeah, you know, exactly. and then you know, Civil War is like Avengers two point five. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. They're kind of great movies in between mm-hmm. the Avengers movies. So that's that's it for what what was announced that we already knew about. Yep. But Marvel wasn't done there. <laughs> of course not. Why would they stop there? <laughs> they have us in the palms of their hands. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? We got this Disney Plus thing, and you're going to want to quit your fucking job. <laughs> so you can just sit around and watch Marvel shows for the rest of your life. And you know what? I did. I said, hey, you know what, job? I quit. I'm out of here. And they said, you know, the Disney thing doesn't start till November 12th. And I said, you know what? I'm back. <laughs> got to so, save some money for that. Yeah, I got to save up so I can get those streaming fees. <laughs> but Marvel threw that on, they threw down the gauntlet again. Yeah. They're like, oh, DC Universe, think you got some cool shit? Fuck you. <laughs> They announced uh, a Miss Marvel show mm-hmm. uh, with a character with a slight connection to Carol Danvers' Captain Marvel character, yeah. but different enough. And, and it's, it's going to be another um, show that's going to diversify the Marvel universe, which is great. Sure. She-Hulk. Uh-huh. Come on, She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah, How like- cool is that? You, you, there's all those <laughs> fucked up rights issues with 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 the Hulk, mm-hmm. but you know what? You know whose rights they have? They have She Hulk's right. She Hulk. Yeah, and She Hulk. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't know how much of the comics you know with She Hulk much. Any? Uh, a little bit, a little bit passing. Bruce Banner's cousin, because mm-hmm. that's what yeah. comics do. You know, yeah, you, you get, they got to be related. Everything stays in the family, basically. <laughs> uh, but but uh, Jen Walters mm-hmm. is 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 the She Hulk, and she's actually an attorney at yeah. law, and so. I don't know what they're going to do here. Is this going to be like scandal with with superpowers? I'm, that's kind of my guess. Maybe. I mean, I don't know because I mean the whole thing is is that she was she's kind of like Smart Hulk before Smart Hulk, right? Mm-hmm. Like she was just you know super strong, turned green, but she maintained you know her normal intelligence, right? Yes. Yeah. You're 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 accurate there. That savage. Or She-Hulk has gone savage before, but uh-huh. yeah, for the most part, that character is in tune the core with herself. It, yeah. And so she is 
practicing law as yeah. a big giant <laughs> green person. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious how they're going to go about that because that's it's such a such a different take. I mean, She-Hulk as a character is just such a product of its time. You know, it's like I I want to see how they're going to make it fit into modern views. You know. Yeah, I I I, I kind of suspect that they'll do what. Uh, writers Dan Slott and I think Charles Soule kind of picked up on this later on. They did this kind of like in the mid to late aughts mm-hmm. um, where they did a She-Hulk comic series that was like a legal comedy. You know, it was like, it was like L.A. Law with She-Hulk. I, it's kind of, it, or what, what, yeah, I don't know. Do you remember that legal, the, the law show that had uh, a Spader and, and William Shatner on it? I don't remember the name of it. Uh, Boston, Boston Legal, I think. I think so. Okay. Maybe something. Yeah, so, but it's like a, kind of like a, it's kind of like a workplace comedy <laughs> to just happen to deal with like superheroes and, and stuff like that. So, so I, I'm kind of wondering if that's the vein they're going to go in. Yeah, or maybe like a. Did you ever watch Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law? Yes, yeah, yeah, stuff like that, that. That would be that would be a funny way to go. I, about I that. think it's going to be something with the, the, that they're able to kind of play the Marvel universe for laughs. I think hopefully we'll see. I, I mean, it'd be a nice nice change of pace, you know, just something a little less serious, a little less on the line, maybe. And just, and just because that's it, it is potentially a comedy does not uh-huh. mean that She Hulk doesn't kick ass. Oh yeah, no, She Hulk. Kicks ass. You could do it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, classfully, tastefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to mention another series that I was excited about, the Marvel announced, which is the What If animated anthology series. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? No, I don't know. I... Oh, did you? Huh? No. No, nothing. It's good. <laughs> We're just rolling today. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think the only story they've announced from it is is the Peggy Carter as Captain America, or mm. I think as Captain Britain, technically. Uh, yeah, that, that would be true. And, uh, you know, the, the, the wonderful actress who plays Peggy Carter is coming back to, to reprise her role as, a vo- as the voice, voice of actress. Peggy Carter, yeah, that's cool. which is pretty great. I'm yeah. excited to see, a, 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 I guess you can't really call it canonical, uh-huh. you know, because it is what if. Yeah, that's, that's the point. But I like the idea of a what if animated series that's set within the cinematic universe. Yeah, because now true. that we have like this this multiverse, mm-hmm. because of what happens in Avengers Endgame, yeah, you get a lot of room to play. Yeah, it's kind of like within the multiverse, this is a thing. You know, it, it's canonical in the sense that this is happening within the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, it, it's you got to think outside the box to understand this one, <laughs> or outside the bun if you're Taco Bell. There you go. Well. And then finally, the <laughs> the last series I wanted that that Marvel mentioned, and the, this was the one that left me kind of like just like. I mean, She-Hulk got me. Yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that one was out of left field okay. for me. Yeah. But the one that really got me was, they announced Moon Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I was surprised. That's crazy. Yeah. That could be, that might be the darkest show that Marvel has done that's not, you know, Netflix related. Yeah. You know, those, ne- those Netflix series were dark, but Moon Knight is a fucked up character. Yeah, he he was definitely like one of those characters that was like kind of popular in the 90s. Like I felt like he never got like, you know, as big attention as, you know, like Venom, Deadpool, all these other like kind of anti-hero-ish type characters. But he was kind of like a niche character that yeah. if you knew about him, like you were probably a pretty good fan of him. Well, he he kind of came around uh, in the comics and I think he developed around the mid to late 70s initially. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he was kind of a he was kind of a, a Marvel Batman knockoff, yeah. and uh, you know, just kind of like a, like an inverse. He you know he wore an all white suit, yeah, and, you know, but he had lots of lots of toys and gadgets and stuff like that. But the interesting part of of the character is he has 
uh, like a multiple person, multiple personality disorder mm. that's um, affected by the fa- different phases of the moon. Oh, that's kind of cool. Actually. So I'm, I'm I'm interested in, in if they play with that or not oh, because I mean, there's a lot of like really dark psychological things you can do with that character. Yeah, uh, that especially dark in regards to you know we haven't seen that in you know we haven't seen like a dark sark psychological aspect pre- presented in the Marvel universe so far. That's true, and it it would be. Very interesting to see that get played with. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that one that one has me kind of excited. Just, yeah, uh, just with the possibility. Well, and the, there were, there was a great series that uh, the, the legendary writer Warren Ellis had done yeah. uh, with Moon Knight, where he basically set the thing inside of an insane asylum because like Moon Knight's fucking crazy. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, this is kind of a cool idea too. Yeah. And so I kind of wonder if that might be the take they use to, to launch it before they get to like the superheroes down the road. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's not much announced about this show that we, we know no details other than it's coming. It exists. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing with, with She-Hulk. I don't think we know, uh, I, they may have announced like some of the, like the behind the scenes producers and creators and stuff like okay. that, but there's no casting or anything like that just yet. All right. Nothing yet, but I mean, that's definitely one to stay tuned for. Those are yeah. some exciting announcements. Yeah. And you know, as we, and, uh, shifting from Disney plus to back to the, the main cinematic universe where we have to go to the movie theaters uh-huh. and, and, Sit with others who are not as cool as us. Probably not. You know, and they're they're fillet of fish sandwiches, stinking up the place, which is savages. Um, they announced. We speculated, but they mm-hmm. they confirmed it. Black Panther mm. two. Yes. Set to release May sixth, twenty twenty two. Okay. So I guess they have a little time. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But uh, but uh, Ryan Coogler back to write and direct. That's great news. Cool, cool. I'm glad to see they're keeping the main the main man who who. Uh, I, I you know uh, I, I guess directed is the right word to use, but like directed it to box office glory. Yeah, he's the, he's the guy that made it happen, you know. Yeah, so, so that's great. That's yeah. good stuff. What did you think when they unveiled the Eternals? You know, you know, I just I don't know enough about it yet. You know, I, I can't really I can't really say either way. I'm just kind of like, okay, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I kind of felt the same way. I, I, you know, they 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 bro- they rolled the cast out on stage, and then behind yeah. them, they kind of did they, these uh, what what do they call them? Like the character renderings, like mm-hmm. the you know the like the what was the character art kind of stuff? Yeah, concept car- art. Concept art. Thank you. Go. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. <laughs> we, we're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, and the, so they put up the big giant concept art of what their character would look like in the, yeah. in the costumes they had planned for them. I mean. They're cosmic-y, yeah. I, 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 and they're comic book-y. It's like, okay, well, they're off to a good start, I guess. I mean, I, I think the biggest takeaway I had from it is it looks like uh, Kumail Nanjiani's been uh, lifting a few weights. Which is always a plus. Which, I mean, hey, you know what? You're going to put on one of those skin-tight suits. You, you better look good in it, right? Yeah, exactly. Unless, you, unless you're doing those DC movies, and they just give you fake muscles. There you go. Just puff you up. Oh, boy. We'll have to talk about that one day. when uh, the, the day that Tom watched the behind-the-scenes of uh, Man of Steel. Oh, no. And saw that everyone was wearing mocap suits and getting fake muscles. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that's no fun. I was like, I was like, oh man! Oh, I'm watching it in theaters, and I'm like, oh man, Russell Crowe, he wrapped. got in shape for this movie. Yeah. No, no, oh, he didn't. <laughs> that's kind of disappointing. That's <laughs> a bummer. So watching the behind the scenes footage is like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it's all shattered now. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of is. Next, you're going to tell me the 300 guys weren't that ripped. Actually, they were. <laughs> yeah, they no, were. It was only like slight CG for like shadowing and stuff. Yeah, Snyder sent them to like some kind of like crazy boot camp, and it was like they you got to come back with a six pack. You're off this fucking movie. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah, and apparently they all hated it. <laughs> I don't blame them because they're probably just eating cottage cheese and just doing crunches all day. <laughs> Cut, Woof, cutting it down, exhausting. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I like you. I yeah, I haven't had a chance to kind of reconnect with the Eternals material. Yeah, I feel like if if we do get into that, I think maybe we'd have more of an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm just kind of like, okay, just watching it from the sidelines. It's like, you know, we'll we'll watch your progress. You know? Well, I mean, it's, it's Marvel, and Marvel we trust at this point. Basically, yeah. You know, uh, it's an impressive cast. Uh, Richard Madden's in the cast. Angelina Jolie, Salma yeah. Hayek, uh, uh, Brian Tyree Hill. Yeah, uh, there. It's it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Those are some big names for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this might be. And this is it's such a it's such a left field pick for yeah. like a big cinematic. Like, hey, this is what we're doing next. Yeah, yeah. There must be a plan. There's got to be, and which you know just makes you wonder like where are they taking it? You know. So. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. All right, let's kind of shift gears. But we're staying at D3, D23, uh-huh. in Anaheim. I didn't go. You didn't go. Nope. We'll have to work on that next year. Yeah, yeah it wasn't in the budget <laughs> this year. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. That's still a thing. We're moving back to a galaxy far, far away. We sure are. And, and we, we are barreling down. <laughs> on Rise of Skywalker. It's yeah. going to be here, like, in three months. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it's just... It got here and didn't even realize it was coming. Did you did you watch that that new Mike montage with the new footage that that they oh, released? Yeah, yeah, the the latest uh, trailer, I guess. Kind yeah, of. I was you know I was going to ask you about that. I, I I wondered if in lieu of a new trailer, uh-huh. if if that's what they're doing. Is that, is that it? Are we, is that all we're going to see? Uh, you know, it might be. I, I feel like it's kind of weird. I think there might be one more trailer before release date. At least something for like when the movie actually comes out that they'll show in theaters. But I don't know. It seems kind of a weird approach. I feel like in the past we've gotten more trailers by this point. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if you feel the same about that. But I definitely. I personally think that we we've seen more from the other movies at this point, like prior to release. I don't know. It seems like they're they're trickling things out very slowly, and they might be doing that on purpose. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely okay if that is the last thing we see until December. I uh, same. You know, because I, I I'm kind of getting to be like, ooh, I I feel like I've seen too much already. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we you know we we saw uh, the remains of the Death Star. We uh-huh. saw or we heard Palpatine. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw Ray do that cool force jump over the Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. Then in this new footage, we see like the dark vision of Ray with a double double bladed lightsaber. You yeah, know? The, the Swiss Army knife lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it looked like a, like a weird pitchfork at first, and it goes. Yeah. it does like a Transformers move. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like you said, like, kind of like kind of like a butterfly knife lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> imagine just butterfly. <laughs> <knife lightsaber. laughs> She's gonna join a gang in West Side Story. <laughs> She's gonna have the lightning chaku. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was. It was. I know a lot of people got worked up about that particular mm-hmm. aspect online. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys are telling us about this. Yeah, there, there's definitely something more to that, though. Yeah, uh, I mean, if, I think if you watch it, you can you can kind of, like... I mean, yeah, I suppose Ray could go dark, but I, I think it's more of one of those Force Visions kind of things. But at the same time, I mean, people were just like, oh, you ruined the double-sided lightsaber. Mm. It's like, Star Wars ruined the double-sided lightsaber in the trailer for episode one. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, they, they spoiled it pretty early. Yeah, I, I wouldn't get too mad about it. I was a little bummed, but I knew I was going to watch the, the, the footage once it was released online. Sure, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, I do think I've seen enough. I don't yeah. know I need to, if I need to see any more. I'm going to the flick. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sell me a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like if they, if they didn't show any more, that would probably be for the better. I'm, I'm, I feel like they're going to, mm-hmm. but 
if I didn't see any more and just went from it from here, I think I'd be happy. Because you know it's going to be like a solid, what, three-hour movie or something? It's got to be. It's going to be pushing it for sure. I, yeah. I, you yeah. Know, there's, there's a lot to, to cover. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. Uh-huh. Um, and some of the stuff that I've read, I'm like, how are you going to fit all these characters in this movie? It looks crazy. It looks like they're going to have a lot of things going on at once. And, to, you know, not have a problem of, you know, just making filler stuff, you're really going to have to stretch that out and really elaborate on each piece to make it worthy, you know? Yeah. And, you know, and I know, um, I know the last shot is, is, is still controversial, still a a hot button issue with a lot of folks. Uh, but I, I, as much as I like Ryan Johnson as a writer and a director, this Uh movie does kind of seem to be, you know, getting you right where you want your Star Wars to be. You know, it's like, oh, I want all those things. Yeah, it's it's kind of maybe maybe pulling back from as far as, like, Ryan Johnson's take went. I feel like Ryan Johnson was trying to, like, take it way in one direction, and it might have just swung a little too hard for people for, you know, just trying to stick on the Star Wars train. I feel like that's maybe why it was so controversial that certain people just didn't like certain aspects of it. But I'm feeling like now it's kind of just being pulled back a little more to, like, like you said, where we like our Star Wars, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm, I'm optimistic for it. I mean, nothing I've seen from it looks bad. I mean, everything looks as it should. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree. And, um, I mean, just my little little commentary on The Last Jedi, I I think Ryan had a really strong story for, for Ray and, and, and Luke and everybody. Like, you know, the, the, all the Jedi stuff was really uh-huh. cool. That, I'm not sure he knew what to do with everybody else, though. That might have been the problem, yeah. You know, sure. I, I ended up liking that movie, and I thought they took it in some interesting places. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, well, the, the, the B story is a little, yeah. Yeah, like, I think the worst part about the B story is that, like, it didn't actually matter. Like, nothing that they did up to a certain point mattered because it kind of just would have happened yeah, anyway. Yeah, it, it, it said some interesting things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was like, okay, cool, this... <laughs> really didn't accomplish much yeah like they kind of just like went around in a circle and ended up exactly where they started and then finished what would have happened anyway no and i i guess something i can take from that is it it taught the rose and finn character kind of like you know why they're doing what they're doing but that seems like a roundabout way to to get to that point yeah i kind of feel like at that point uh finn's character had already kind of been established as like okay he's he's on he's fighting for the good guys now you know and he, I mean, he risked his life trying to destroy the, uh, whatever the Death Star equivalent was. <laughs> yeah, they had like the, you know, the, the giant laser thing there shooting yeah, at the doors. What was that called? I can't even remember. It was, I think it was like a Death Star cannon or something like that. Uh, yeah, was, I don't know. I don't remember either. But Death planet. I, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like we could, we could go down an entire spiral with, with The Last Jedi here because like, I have so much, I do have a lot of opinions and thoughts on it. But sure, yeah. let's not. Let's talk about something yeah. that I think we, everyone, universally uh-huh. creamed their pants for. <laughs> and that was the official trailer for The Mandalorian. Oh, yes. <laughs> How good does this look? Oh, it looks so good. I, one of my friends texted me. He's like, holy shit, this looks expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that same thing. I'm like, this does not look like TV show quality. No, this it looks, looks like a film. Like, yeah, it looks like 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 I'm watching Rogue One or something. Yeah. Like, on that same level, you know? It's, it the oh boy, the way it's shot, the production quality, yeah. the cinematography involved, the effects that are being paid for. Yeah. That is top-notch, high-end stuff. Oh, yeah. Like I said, this is why, this is why <laughs> Disney's going to get all the monies. Exactly. And, you know, and, and also why they're going to be, like, the most pirated thing in the world, too. 
Because once once people figure out how to do that, yeah. the code is being is getting cracked. <laughs> They're working on it already for sure. Oh, <laughs> I mean, just slight slight divergent from talking about the trailer. Sure. Uh, but I, I guess I guess Disney has got the recipe so that you can't share your login. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So that's I mean, th- that's going to curb a lot of it to begin with. I don't, you know, yeah. the pirates are still going to be pirates, but you know, it's not like Netflix where every, you know, eight people in your family can log on. Sure. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to do that. I don't know either, but something, maybe the, you have to like flick blood or your TV set or something. <laughs> you know, DNA recognition only. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Disney owns everything else. They might as well own my blood. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> my genetic sequence. DNA patterns. There you go. They can use me to make Sepentor. <laughs> Different movie. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. but going back to the Mandalorian, yeah. I mean, <laughs> how much cool stuff was in that trailer? Oh my god! Just the fight scenes alone look like they're going to be insane. Seeing an IG eighty eight just whipping ass. Oh yeah, that's the first time you ever see him do. Cool oh shit. my god! <laughs> I mean, it was so awesome. It's been alluded that he's a badass. Like they, they kind of show it in the comic books, but comic books yeah. are still framed, so you don't really see him spinning and, and twisting and doing those things. And you know, it's it's funny. Like he's a cylinder, and yet I never thought that he would just work off the <laughs> axis, you know, just right? shooting everywhere. No, he looks like stiff and kind of immobile. Like oh, he's oh, kind yeah. of a clunky bounty hunter. Nah, yeah. not so much. No, he's one of the best in the galaxy looks so like, like it someone's got to pay that guy top dollar <laughs> we, we, we see the 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 mandalorian in, in, in question decapitating a guy with a door yeah that looks pretty <laughs> rad yeah this looks like it's it's gonna be a little darker probably and, than and, we're used to yeah and well and it should because like uh-huh. it, it's it's a mandalorian who yeah. i mean by what we know from star wars uh you know lore, universe yeah. canon and lore and stuff like that you know they're 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 kind of a darker breed of characters you know and the, yeah. they're out there on the fringes of, of the Star Wars universe doing doing the dirty work doing Pretty dirty much. deeds and and uh, there's uh, there are deep cuts in that trailer that I didn't catch at first mm. um, that I, I recently uncovered through different articles online okay. like there's a shot of a of a, of a an Ug, I think it's an Ugnot uh-huh. on top of what I thought was a dewback uh-huh. it's not a dewback it's actually the creatures that were in the Ewok movies from when I was a kid oh wow I mean, like, like this is nuts. I mean, this That's is like crazy. fanboy dreams come to come to come to reality. Plus, we're getting a story about a Mandalorian, which yeah. I mean, we all love Boba Fett. I don't think yeah. I know anybody who's like Boba Fett sucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, there might be one person, but he's stupid. Yeah, he sucks too. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get like a badass Mandalorian character, mm-hmm. uh, I, who I, is being played by Pedro Pascal, who okay. uh, was in Kingsman Two. He was on. He was in a couple a couple episodes of. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, he's done some good work. So I'm excited to see what he does with the character. Yeah, we never actually see his face in the trailer. No, though, huh? which I'm kind of stoked on. I wonder if that's yeah. going to be a thing. Like, yeah. if they treat him kind of like, like Judge Dredd-ish, Dredd-ish I, should, I should say. Yeah, that, that would be a cool take on it. I mean, just, yeah, the fact that you don't hear him talk, you don't hear him do, like, you hear everyone else speak around him. But he's just like silent and faceless. You mm-hmm. know? So that's going to be a really cool take on it. I mean, I, I just love the fact that it looks like like a Star Wars Western almost, yeah. you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it really does. You're right. It's got this like cool, awesome feel. You know, I don't know what planet they're on. It looked kind of desert-ish, but I don't think we're going back to Jakku or Tatooine. Well, I think it's going to, I think there's going to be some planet hopping. Yeah, for sure. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It looked like there was at least a couple planets in the trailer, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really cool. Like I said, just like the quick glimpses of fight scenes we got look super well done. He's like grappling, hooking one guy, blasting another yeah. guy and just yeah, flipping another really dude good. over. I'm like, wow, dude, this is going to be great. Now, it also came out at the Disney 23 Expo that, that the, the Disney Plus shows are coming out. They're coming out once a week. 
Mm-hmm. So kind of like the way the DC universe is running. Sure. You know, you have to tune in. Yeah. Uh, 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 CBS does this with Star Trek too. Yeah. Uh, where it's like, you know, it's kind of like there's a time it's released and there's, yeah. you know, and then you can watch it whenever you want after that. Yeah. But it's one at a time. There's there's no binging it. There's not, there's <laughs> not going to be, which I'm, I, I'm actually excited about because it means that uh, I don't have to worry about trying to get it done before our spoilers just fill the internet. Sure, yeah. So I was like, oh, this, okay. As much as I would love to watch like two or three at a time, like I know there's a, t- a ton of people who are going to watch like all 10 or all 12 or however many yeah. episodes it is. Yeah, that's always And then the they're going to go online and be like, you know, <laughs> just spilling their guts about it. And sure. that'll suck. Yeah, I honestly, I really like the the once a week format. Mm-hmm. I know, I know people are like super into binging, but for me, it's, it's almost stressful. You know, binging's you just, hard. Yeah. Like I can't do that. Like not only is my attention span not allow me to do it, but I just feel like I just don't have the time for it. Mm-mm. I agree with you. And I'm just like, you know, if I, if I can sit down to watch one or two episodes of something a week, all right, I can do that. That's, that's manageable. But you know, it's like going into a task where it just looks like so daunting mm-hmm. makes you not even want to start sometimes, you know? No, I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. It's it's the the binge culture that Netflix has, has uh, cultivated is I I I love it, but I hate it at the same time because it's yeah. like I can't keep up with the people who can just sit there and watch it over a weekend. Not at all. Yeah, I work over the weekends. I definitely don't have time to watch the show. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, you know, it's not like Netflix drops something on a Monday. Exactly. <laughs> like, like everything drops on a Friday, yeah. and I basically work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, so I, I, you know, I may be able to get like one episode in. Yeah, and by then it's already spoiled on the internet. Yeah, that means I just can't go on the internet, which yep. it's becoming truer and truer every day that we're alive. There you go. You can't even can't even do it by choice anymore. Yeah. So so the Mandalorian drops. That that is one of the shows debuting. Yeah, which when I'm, Disney Plus debuts. I'm really excited. So about. November twelfth, uh, get it ready. I'm like I said, I'm sure anybody listening to this show is going to have their Disney Plus account ready to go. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll be pre-ordering that if they have any cool deals on it. So, you know, they're supposed to be a bundle. They're gonna do. Yeah. A, the, the, I think we talked about it. Maybe we, we. Yeah, we briefly mentioned it. I think before where they're bundling multiple services. I, I don't know if it was confirmed or it was rumored at the time. But I think it was confirmed that it's gonna be a bundle with Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. Yeah. And I think it was like around like thirteen or fourteen bucks for all of it. And I was Which like, would whoa, be insane. That's just holy shit. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're getting something for free. Yeah. No matter what you're doing, yeah, because well, I mean, it's funny too. There's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things on ESPN Plus. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'd love to watch that, but I was like, I'm not paying for it. Sure. Yeah. Up. <laughs> so, so now I might get ESPN Plus out of the whole situation. That might work even better. <laughs> Sounds fun. Plus, you know, they're going to have that. Nat, I think Nat Geo is going to be part of Disney Plus, yeah, and I mean, you're getting access to a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're getting some chill documentaries on top of that. That mm-hmm. sounds cool. It's going to be cool. Yeah. It is going to be very, very cool. <laughs> also, on the Star Wars front, long rumored. Finally confirmed. Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor, <laughs> back in the Jedi robes. Yes. Returning for another Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. It's, it's happening. It's finally come full circle. I think we've always had the rumors that there was an Obi-Wan project, mm-hmm. and they're finally making it happen. It's interesting, because the, the, you know, the longest time the rumors were that it would be a, be a film. A full movie, and, yeah, in the vein of Solo. Yeah, and, uh, you know... I'll be honest, I, I like the idea of the Disney Plus series a lot more. You know, a movie's only two hours. Yeah. But, you know, the, 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 I don't think they've announced a number of episodes, but, I mean, yeah. I'm assuming between 6 to 12. Sure, which on, is pretty on, on the, on the On the top most. I mean, maybe 10, maybe 8, somewhere around there. But that's, 
a lot longer than your normal movie is. You're going to yeah. get a lot more story. You're going to get a lot more action. You're going to get a lot more character moments. A lot more Ewan. A lot more Ewan. And, <laughs> I mean, I think we can all agree, like, Ewan McGregor is probably the high point of the prequels. Oh, yeah, definitely. His, his take on, on Obi-Wan Kenobi I thought was fantastic. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite things. I mean, I've... I love Obi Wan Kenobi in the first movie. You know, uh, yeah, Sir Alec so Guinness nice, taking yeah. taking the role and, and, and doing his thing with it. I really loved Obi Wan Kenobi <laughs> in the prequels. I was like, Jesus Christ, Obi Wan Kenobi might be like one of the coolest Jedi's oh, yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, He's a he, badass. He was definitely the uh, the childhood hero I had. You know, I had his lightsaber and everything. Yeah. So no, cool. I had a lot of cool Ewan McGregor uh, toys and action figures and stuff yeah, like that. You know, sure. as, of of him as Obi <laughs> and. Uh, Love the video games. Loved him in the Obi Wan Kenobi in the, in the Clone Wars series is fantastic. I, I, love, I love this character a lot. I, I'm so excited they're going to come back and do something. It's going to be set, you know, obviously between Episode Three and Episode Four. Mm-hmm. I think they said six to eight years is the timeline. Okay. So somewhere around there. I don't know if we're going to see like a young Luke Skywalker. There's not a lot of details about that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. You know, I don't know if... It, I, I'm not... I'm assuming it's going to be like Adventures on Tatooine kind of thing, but, you know, okay. maybe he has to go off-world for something. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, I, I think... I think it would be a, a wasted opportunity if they didn't do a little more than just, you know, tattooing. But I'm sure they could also make it work if that's what they end up doing. So. I mean, there's a lot to explore with tattooing. I mean, you know, the the... the, the I guess what the, what they consider canon, you know, is basically the films at this sure. point. And now it'll be, you know, the the films, the Clone Wars cartoon, Rebels cartoon, those things are kind of canon. Yeah. You know, the, a lot of the stuff from the books and, and, and prior to Disney's ownership, it's kind of been thrown out the window. It's the legends. Yeah. Now, some stuff's kind of slowly been reintegrated. Mm-hmm. But you have a chance to kind of explore some yeah. of the cool, the, some of the cool things about Tatooine, like the Tusken Raiders, and, and you know, Jabba the Hutt's criminal organization on Tatooine. There's a, there's a lot to play with if you do stay yeah. on Tatooine. Yeah, I'm just like wondering how they're gonna make Obi Wan fit into all of that. You know, like does he just get bored and decide to do good stuff? You know? I, that's <laughs> kind of what I wonder. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, I, I would be surprised if he's like breaking out the lightsaber now and then, but yeah. uh, you know, every now and then. You know, making a rock fall on somebody's head, probably not, not out of the question. <laughs> yeah, if they make it more like a spy type thing. You know, <laughs> I just want to see, I just want, you know, I really just want to see an episode of, of, of like him haggling with Jawas for like parts. <laughs> I think that'd be an incredible hour of television, folks. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Taking down a sand crawler. <laughs> oh. Or he gets stuck in the sand crawler and has to make friends with all the junk robots. I, I like it. I'm done with it. Let's do it. Or you know, Obi Wan steals a dewback. Yeah, you know, or oh, he tracks down dewback thieves. I don't. You know, who knows? There's a lot. dirty moisture farmer raiders. I, mean, I don't know. There's, the possibilities are endless. It definitely sounds like something from the '70s. <laughs> well, I mean, you mentioned the Mandalorian as a western. I mean, this yeah. could kind of be in the same same vein. You know, support your local Jedi starring Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> That would be cool. <laughs> I'm stoked. The, again, not a lot of details about right now, yeah. but I, I think them just kind of confirming this exists and that that you and McGregor is is on board, and it seems like he's really stoked to do it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one of the best things about him and the Obi Wan character is that he loves the character so much. Yeah, you know he he always has expressed his interest in coming back to play the character, and he he's been very vocal about it. He's like, yeah, if. You know, if they have a part for me to play, I would more than happily take it again. You know, it's one. I'm curious. I don't. I don't think Disney's come out and addressed this in in any way. Uh-huh. Uh, but I wonder if a lot of the continuation of Star Wars is going to shift to Disney Plus because I feel like maybe Disney thinks that it's a lot less risk mm. than putting it out in the theaters. You know, you put it out in the theaters, 
you got to get people to go and, and to pay those those ticket prices. You you put it on it in their home, and they're paying you know seven eight bucks a month or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Odds are you're going to watch it. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier access to yeah. everybody. You know. You know. You know. And I. You know. I. Obviously, the the a lot of the finances are derived from the subscription fees and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I assuming I assume Star Wars fans. Yeah. Are going to want to watch this content and are going to love the idea they don't have to go to the cinema and pay, you know, twenty something dollars if they're taking their date or their kids or something like that. Or you know, yeah. I mean, a trip to the movies gets really expensive nowadays. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's essentially like getting guaranteed movie tickets every month. You yeah. know, yeah. So they're they they're going to have the money for it. That's why it's going to be so high quality. So yeah, I, I would I would not be shocked if if some of the some of the rumored Star Wars film projects that we ha- we had heard about prior to Solo. Uh-huh kind of get new life on the Disney Plus platform going forward. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there was the rumored Boba Fett project, mm-hmm. which may got, may have gotten retooled into the Mandalorian series, and the same with the Obi-Wan, you know? Like, we both thought those were going to be movies in the vein of Solo, but it looks like they took them into this direction. So, you know, that might be the direction they're going, which I'm not completely opposed to, and it's, it's looking pretty good so far, so you I'm know, optimistic. I, I don't think I've talked about my my kind of personal theory uh-huh. on, on what the Star Wars film should be going forward. Uh-huh. Um, but since I have you captive, <laughs> I might, I might, I might share it with you right now. So, okay, I get it. You're doing these solo movie, you know, you got, you got your solo movie. And then the, again, there was the rumor of the Kenobi movie and the, mm-hmm. and the Boba Fett movie and uh, like very character based films. Sure. And to me, that's not the way the Star Wars universe should work. For me, the films should be kind of like the way Rogue One is, mm-hmm. where it's an ensemble. Yeah. The characters kind of interact. They, they cut through different parts of the Star Wars lore. Yeah. You know, like, if you're going to do a Han Solo movie, it should be Han and Chewie doing these things, but they run across Boba Fett. They run across sure. yeah. Lando Calrissian. You know, they, they, they're, they're, there should be a reason for it to be, for it to feel like a galaxy connected, uh-huh. in my opinion. You know, so don't do a solo film. Do, like... You do a heist movie that has Han Solo and Chewbacca and sure. Lando and Boba Fett over here on this side, and you know, and something like that along those lines. You make that universe more harmonious that way, as yeah. opposed to being like, "Come watch the Boba Fett flick." No, no, no. I want to watch a movie where Boba Fett is like hunting Han Solo and Lando Calrissian <laughs> and all these guys. Like Boba Fett should be the guy. He should be the, like the, the the antagonist. He should be the guy going after the characters that we want. Sure. You know, he shouldn't have his own film. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree because I. I honestly really enjoyed Rogue One. I thought it was fun. It was it was great just to see. I love Rogue One. Yeah, just to see all Loved these it. characters like interacting with each other and their chemistry was great. And even though you knew how it had to end, the journey was the you know the fun part. The journey was the fun part, and then even even the ending was like, are they going to do this? Yeah, is this what it's supposed to be? Like, are they going to or are we going to get some kind of lame ass like? Oh, they get away, and then, <laughs> then they hide for the next twenty years, and we yeah, don't know where they are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, they no. It ended as it should. Yeah, and the fact sure. that it just goes right into episode four is still one of my favorite things. Oh yeah, like the, like the last whatever that is, like ten minutes of that film. I mean, you thought the them taking the plans was intense. Yeah. Holy shit! When Darth Vader's chasing you down a bunch oh. of hallways, <laughs> holy fuck! That made that entire movie worth. Oh it. Oh my god! It it's the most so good. We've ever seen Vader. <laughs> So. I know. I wish it lasted two minutes longer, but yeah. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh, uh, we could talk about Star Wars all day, but there's still more to talk about. Even more stuff. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about. We have to talk about Joker. 
<laughs> so we're yes. shifting gears. We're going into the comic book movies, but not a movie connected to any kind of cinematic universe overall. No. This is a, a very standalone feature. You know, they uh, last week they dropped the new trailer. Yep. This week reviews are coming in because it, it de- debuted at the Venice Film Festival. Yeah. Uh, apparently, to to glowing reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm not a person who puts a whole heck of a lot of stock into critics and their two-cent opinions because <laughs> I watch a lot of Academy Award movies and think they stink. Yep. So I don't really care if a critic's impressed by something. Sure. What did you think of the new Joker trailer? You know, I, I really liked what I saw. It was definitely less, I want to say, less emotional than the prior trailer. I feel like the, the prior trailer, like made me get the feels for Joker. <laughs> but this one was a little more like, okay, I think I'm starting to understand the story. I'm starting to get, get where it's going to go roughly. So it's just making me curious as to like how he gets from one place to another, like just wanting more detail. And I think that's where a good trailer kind of draws a line. It doesn't tell you too much. It just tells you enough to where you want to know why, you know? Mm-hmm. So no, I, I really enjoyed the trailer. I thought it looked pretty good. I, I liked it too. I do, I do think it looks really good. I I am super curious to check it out and, yeah. and to give it um, a fair shake. I guess is the best yeah. way I can think. <laughs> but I, you know, I I am not gonna lie. I'm going into the movie with not reservations, but you know, a little like I guess concerns. Okay, is is, is the best way I can I can describe it because. Um, I guess with a Joker film. It's not necessarily that we know where it has to end, mm-hmm. you know, because you're you're doing a, a, a Joker origin movie. Sure. Now let me state for the record, I don't think a Joker, Joker origin movie needs to exist at all. Probably not. No. But you know, whatever they they decided <laughs> to do this, and it looks interesting. Yeah. And I, I definitely subscribe to the uh, to the comic book opinion that you know what, show me a take, show me show me your take on the Joker's origin. Yeah. You know, I'll either buy into it or I'll. Take the next guy's version of it when they, sure. when, you know, whenever, because D- DC decides to roll out an origin of the Joker every 15, 20 years or so, anyways. That's so, true. I, you know, what I've, I've read plenty. <laughs> They're not <laughs> all great. True. Yeah. Now, this looks good, mm-hmm. but I do know where this movie should end mm-hmm. in theory. Yeah. My reservations from the trailer where, where, where I kind of have some, again, my, where my concerns kind of come from. Mm-hmm. Are they are they trying to convince me that like the Joker is the hero of the downtrodden, <laughs> that he is he is the one who will rise up against the the one percent? Is that what we're going for? It you know it kind of has that vibe. It definitely feels like he's he's creating a movement for the people that you know have been you know walked over their whole lives. You know, he he's the character that you know people are finding strength in, I suppose. But I think in that you know might be where. Maybe he has these good intentions, but there's definitely something, you know, mentally wrong going on there, and he's going to snap and go the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, again, I'm curious. I, you know, and, and I don't want to speculate too much, uh-huh. I, but I, I'll be honest, I don't want to see a movie where that's what they're doing here, because there's a lot of, how do I say it without making it sound like super political? I'm not quite <laughs> sure how I do that. But there's, in certain circles... Uh-huh. There is kind of this um, opinion, uh-huh. again, for lack of a better word, yeah. <laughs> this thought that, that Batman is like this ultra-fascist, uh-huh. 
And I wonder if, the, you know, I don't know if that's what they're going for. Like, oh, Batman's the ultra fascist, so obviously the Joker's the man of the people. Uh-huh. That's not <laughs> that's not a no. take that I can de- get down with. No, I don't think so. So, I, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm, I, I, this is just me speculating, like, me interpreting the, what I'm seeing from the trailer. Like, is uh-huh. this what's going on? Is that what's going sure, on? Sure, sure. Again, I know where this movie needs to end. Yeah. And, it, you know, to me, it needs to end with Joker being a character that I can't like. Uh-huh. You know, or at least not as a hero, not yeah. as like not as like a, an anti-hero. Not even an anti-hero. No. no, he needs to be straight villainy. Yeah, you know, evil incarnate kind of kind of character. Definitely. Now that's my my two cents. <laughs> Will I get that? I don't know. Will I get something that kind of hints at that? Maybe I don't know. I think I, probably. I, I, I want to see where it goes. I, I am super super curious. Um, I can't not see this movie because of all the questions it has in my brain. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix looks phenomenal in these trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a movie that is very different from from Todd Phillips's Wheelhouse. Sure. You know, this is not a Hangover movie. This is not old school. <laughs> so you know, I don't. You know, can he handle a movie with this much kind of like gravitas to it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's looking good so far from everything I've seen. Yeah. And I I honestly think that it is going to go in that direction. I think it has to. You know, I, I think painting him as an anti-hero is the wrong way to go about it. I think people are going to see the movie and just, you know, be kind of blown away. And, like, you're rooting for him up to a point, And then I feel like he's going to go too far, and then that's where he becomes a Joker. Yeah, I, I, I think it has to do something like that. Yeah. And I, I guess one of the things I'm, I'm again, another, another, I don't know if concern, I don't even know if this is a concern. I just know that one of my favorite things about the Joker character in, in, in all of his various iterations, and, uh-huh. and I guess in some of his best iterations, in my opinion, okay. has always been that he's a character who he does things because he has a worldview that I can't understand, mm-hmm. that Batman can't understand. Yeah. And I like that about him very, very much. <laughs> so if he's like, I'm representing the, you know, the, unsi- the, the, the silent majority kind of thing, I'm like, I don't know. No, you're not. No. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, maybe he's that's something he's just hiding behind too. It could be something yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean, yeah. It is an origin movie. Like it's, sure. it's like you said, there 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 will probably be a, a, a Joker breaks bad moment. There, I mean, I feel like there has. to I be, think you're right. right. I think you're but, right. But um, I mean, I think it's going to be enjoyable in the sense of how much we loved the Joker from The Dark Knight. Okay. You know, it's he's a character that you understand how evil and just ruthless he is. And yet at the same time, like, the things he says will make you laugh, like, genuinely laugh. Some of the things he says, you're like, I mean, if you look at it that way, he's not wrong, you know, kind of thing. We're like, it's just such an extreme take on these simple little ideas. And it's just like taking this viewpoint. And like you said, something that normally you you wouldn't jive with. It's not something you understand per se, because you wouldn't look at it to this level of extreme that he does. But I think that's one of the things about even just the concept of the Joker, you know, his his multiple choice origins make him who he is. And because we don't know where he came from, we don't quite know what his motives are. And I think that's that's one of the best parts of the character. So, okay. Yeah. No, no. I think you're I think you're right. Um, so we'll see where this one takes us. Yeah. 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 I think it'll uh, be fun. What do, you, what do you think the odds are of getting uh, Joker fish in this film? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't think that's, <laughs> you know, the one thing I'd love to see in a, in a cinematic Joker film is Joker fish, the smiling Joker. Oh, fish. they're the best. They're the best. Ah, uh, you just deep fry that son of a bitch. Serve him up some French fries. 
That'd be uh, fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure we'd have some fans of that out there. <laughs> oh yeah. So I mean, we're we're in a little bit of a reprieve from from uh, comic book stuff right now. I mean, there's no there's no yeah. been no changes on, on the Spider Man Sony Disney front. That's yeah. kind of the same. Still on hiatus. I haven't. I I have not been fortunate enough to. I've, I've been waiting to talk about Krypton because I was hoping there'd be some Krypton announcements soon, but there's nothing about Krypton getting yeah. getting saved yet. So yeah. fingers crossed on that one. Um, <sighs> I did want to mention that I have started watching The Dark Crystal. Okay. Age of that? Resistance on Netflix. It was pretty good. I'm three episodes in, okay. and I am very impressed. Okay. Are you a fan of the original film? You know, it's been years since I've seen it. I it is on the Netflix. You can watch it for free. For the well, not for free, but you know, if you have Netflix, if you have Netflix, <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely one I got to go back to because I always get that one and uh, Labyrinth confused. You know, I I would actually argue that you don't necessarily need to go back to it to watch this. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it's set a long time before the events of that film. Oh, okay, so it's a prequel. I guess. Yeah, it, it is. It's a prequel, and I actually think you might actually get a different level of enjoyment not knowing. Oh, okay. The film. Got it. Or at least not being like super having it refreshed yeah, in your brain. Yeah. Uh, but but I did watch the film recently a couple uh-huh. weeks ago before the show started because I I wanted to kind of reconnect with the material because I don't think I'd seen it in thirty years. Yeah, it's you been know, a while. I, I think the last time I remember watching it, I was like nine or ten years old. <laughs> so it, it had been a minute, and I I watched I watched it on Netflix the the, the movie. Yeah, and I was uh pretty impressed still. Yeah, I still, still really enjoyed still it. Uh, it. The story was a little bit simpler than I remember it being, but sure. it was it was it's very a, very good. It's a kids movie, I mean. But this this uh, Age of Age of Resistance, this is not a simple story. <laughs> this is complex and layered and very very deep and the, the the craftsmanship and the worksmanship that's gone into like all the puppeteering with it nice. is just off the charts. I mean, yeah. it's it's a wonderful show to look at. I'm I'm curious you know, I don't know much about the kids these days. I'm a little out of touch with them and what they're into. Sure. I know they love the Pixars. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, I don't know how they feel about, like, puppets and, and, and Muppets in general. I mean, I, yeah, I, are, are kids curious. down with that? I don't know. You know, I feel like I kind of want to go and watch this one with the little dude at home and just see what he thinks of it. Yeah. Because I, I honestly don't know either. And that's actually something that was crossing my mind right now. I'm like, that's something that was just so common for us as kids. We just took it for granted that, yeah, this Muppets, they're a thing. Oh, I mean, uh, the, 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 puppet, the puppetry work on the first one from 1982 yeah. was, like, outstanding. Mm-hmm. This is even better. I yeah. mean, the, the, the sets are more complex and more, more built up and more detailed. Sure. There's just every, almost everything on the show is practical effects, puppeteering. There, there's, like, there's just, like, little touches of digital work here and there. Sure. Which, which, in that sense, I think is how it should be. Sure. I mean, just a little bit of digital yeah. stuff here and there to kind of yeah. touch up certain aspects. Make, make it a little more magical. <laughs> yeah, that's, they, you'll see what I mean when you when you watch it. But it's sure, yeah. it's, I, I can't I can't uh, I can't express how impressed I am enough. Cool. I mean, it's like I said, I'm three episodes in. Huh. Uh, it's a ten episode ten? Okay. season, and I'm really liking it. There's some really good voice talent. Of, of our favorite Mark Hamill is of oh, course yeah. involved. He's got a great role in the show. Yeah, uh, Taron Egerton is one of the characters. Okay. There, there's a lot of really good voice work. And nice. again, the, the puppeteering is impressive. And even if you think you don't like puppeteering, if you're watching <laughs> the new Star Wars movies, you like puppeteering because, yeah. got news for you, BB-8, not a real robot. <laughs> Sadly, no. No, he's a puppet. There's a guy <laughs> rolling him around in a giant green suit. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the guy that rolls BB-8. Oh, that's my God. On his Roger, brain. that's the best job ever. I can't believe you <laughs> You never told me this. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to let the cat you out of the bag. You son of a bitch. It's on my resume, though. I, shit, you might have to take over the show. This might be the Roger <laughs> cast pretty soon. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Roger, tell me more about pushing BB-8 around. So we were in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that's kind of it for where I'm at with stuff. Like I said, Nosferatu, yeah. Dark Crystal right now. Yeah. We finished The Boys. Yes, this is true. Let me ask you this. Another yep. another show that's kind of making its way around, but not getting as good of feedback as, as The Dark Crystal. Okay. Are you aware of this Carnival Row show with, with like fairies and murder and stuff? Uh, you know, I I recently just seen a couple glimpses of it on Netflix as I was flipping through, and I'm like... Oh, this looks interesting, but, you know, didn't really think much of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just curious. I, I may try to check it out, but but not till after I finish The Dark Crystal, because yeah. school's in, so I, can, I have to keep my focus kind of narrow yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, it's like, all right, one thing at a time. Yeah, well, and I'm, I, I started watching season two of The Terror, which is fantastic, so I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with that as well. Yeah. Plus, I got the final season of Preacher going on, too, so. Ooh, yeah, that's a lot of stuff. My mother-in-law was here over the weekend, so I didn't get to watch anything, yeah, so I'm a little behind already. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. It's a tough life. Yeah, I think, I mean, right now, I think the only thing that I'd been watching, I went back and uh, uh, started watching the uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is an anime that it's got a bunch of series that are on Hulu, but uh, I just kind of wanted to go back and watch that. I'd watched it years back, but it was just something that I kind of want to watch with my girlfriend. We'd never seen it together know, before, so just something something fun, you know, good old uh, classic anime with just super buff ripped dudes that are just <laughs> you know fighting with magical powers and stuff so you know we did forget to mention that uh I, I th- we may have talked about it before on the show but at, at d23 they did, they did confirm that the final season of uh of the clone wars star wars the oh, clone wars yeah. will be launching on disney plus i think in january that'll be cool so, so they'll probably have all of them on there i love that show yeah we gotta go back the, the, the first season is it. is good <laughs> But if you stuck around for the rest of it, it got way better. I mean, oh, yeah. it got insanely good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't wait for that. Um, let me ask you this real quick, Roger. Uh, you, you were out and about in the world recently. You went to a fun event on Monday. I did. I would love for you to share this. I mean, <laughs> listen, we're we're a pop culture show, and a lot of pop culture nowadays is based around nostalgia. Yes. And you went to a very nostalgic show, I think, for a lot of people who listen to this podcast. Oh yeah. So yeah. why don't you tell the folks where you were? Yeah, so I went to the, uh, there was a concert here at the, uh, what amphitheater is it? North Island Credit Union Amphitheater the now? Cricket Amphitheater. The it used to be the Cricket, used to be Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm, Sleep, Firm. Train, <laughs> Sleep Train was it. Coors originally. <laughs> I don't know. that the, the one down in Chula Vista. The amphitheater. Yeah. You know which one we're talking about. And uh, on Monday, Korn and Allison Chains were playing a concert there. And it was definitely a nostalgia trip. Just... <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize how much I liked Alice in Chains until I saw them oh, up yeah. there. And just, you know, they were wrecking the stage, man. They were they were just playing all the old jams and stuff that I hadn't really listened to much before. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. And then Corn comes out and you're just like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember everything from, you know, your youth and you're just like, these are the jams right here. He comes out there, you know, these super reflective gold suspenders, which I was a huge fan of. And I'm like, I need to get me some gold suspenders. If you know me, I wear suspenders all the time. It's just kind of been my style forever for some reason. But, um, yeah, no, he just came out there and just played basically all the songs I wanted to hear. And I was very pleased with the show. Actually went there with uh, a lot of the crew from Pariah. So shout out to them. 
Right uh, on. Yeah, it was good times. So we managed to find us some some good brews in there amongst all the little hidden coves, and <laughs> we uh, we had a good time. That was very cool. I I I grew up loving those bands as yeah. well. Uh, I think Alice in Chains is the only one I'm kind of current on. Yeah, uh, I, I've actually liked their kind of rebirth mm-hmm. with, with the new singer and stuff like that. The last couple of albums I think have been very good, especially the. What was the last one like? I think Rainier Fog. Uh-huh. I love that. I was really impressed with that album. I thought it was really, really fucking good. Cool. Uh, I have not checked out the new Corn stuff recently. Yeah, I, I think, know this is like their first one, like four or five years. I think at I least. I think so. Yeah, they they released like a single, I think, and then they got the new album. If it's not out yet, it's coming out shortly. Yeah. So that's yeah. I think you're right. I think I think it's still a few weeks out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, definitely after hearing the show, I think they. I don't know if they played a... I think they played a new song, and from what I heard, it was pretty good. But they, they were kind of whipping out the hits, too, mostly, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a show. It's a, most concerts should be should be kind of a, a greatest hits collection. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know, fuck the new stuff. Yeah. But you, you're kind of like, fuck the new stuff. Yeah, more or less. Like, uh, if they play one or two songs off the new stuff, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can jam with this. And then, you know, kind of sandwich it with all the other good yeah. classics. Then it's a good show for me. No, so. it's funny. I, I I went to two Metallica shows on the on their uh, Hardwire for self to self destruct tour. Uh, hitting that real quick, they mm-hmm. actually did a, a brief cover of uh, uh, Master of Puppets. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when I went, oh, when I'm I, sorry, it was was it one? Oh my god! Do you know your Metallica songs? Doctors imprisoning me. Why am I drawing a blank? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one. Okay. That's one. That's one. Okay. No, it was one then. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was Master <laughs> I know them. I swear I do. Oh, but, but, you know, when I went to, when I went to those shows, uh, you know, there was a, there was a, you know, four or five tracks from the, from the newer album. Sure. But then, it, yeah, it was like all the stuff I wanted to see. Yeah. And like, there was a reason why I'd kind of waited for Metallica to start making albums I wanted to hear again. Cause I didn't. <laughs> I was not a fan of like the load reload era and Saint Anger and all that garbage. Yeah, yeah, but, that, that was kind of their low point to mm-hmm. be honest, and I think a lot of people agree on that. But, but they they got back on board with like the Death Magnetic, and then mm-hmm. obviously the new one, the Hardwire for Self Destruct, and everything. Those yeah. are oh, oh, I don't know. I can talk about that for a while. That was a phenomenal <laughs> show, especially the one I went. To, I went to the two shows that they did. Mm-hmm. I went to the one in Pasadena, and then the one the following week down here at Petco in San Diego. Yeah. Both were. Incredible, and the one in Pasadena, they did a little little uh, Van Halen tribute. Oh, nice! For, they did a little Van Halen cover, which I was like, I've never heard Metallica do, do a Van Halen song. This is <laughs> That's crazy. So cool! Yeah, <laughs> the, the covers are, are pretty awesome here. But they so. fucking blew the place down in in, in San Diego. I mean, that Petco Park was a wreck after that. They destroyed yeah. that place. They I they imagine. killed it. <laughs> Such so a good cool. show. Yeah. Oh man. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of the show. Yeah. We've been rapping for a little while, but. Roger, there's there's podcast news that even you don't know about yet. Yeah, stuff that I'm, I'm excited to hear. Oh man, I'm excited to share. Now, <laughs> maybe the audience isn't. <laughs> <laughs> now, the the first bit of news is that uh, I have I've switched podcasting hosts for the show. So there is a bit of a, a, a transitional phase here. Uh, I do have one issue left to iron out. Okay, but there's if you're listening to the show. That means that you have not had any problems. It's been uninterrupted for you, and that's that's kind of what we wanted. I was hoping this would be as smooth as possible. But what's nice about our new our new podcast hosts is mm-hmm. that they're not going to charge us for for memory stuff. Oh wow! So what's happening is I'm I am putting the back catalog of mm-hmm. the show online again. Nice. So we're gonna have the entire run of episodes up, which 
is embarrassing for me because I'll be honest, the show's gotten a lot better as it's gone on. <laughs> the first, you know, 10-ish are a little rough <laughs> as we were kind of getting our footing on things. But uh, you know what? I mean, that, that's kind of what I think this kind of important to have that catalog out there. I think so. You need to see the omnibus of the Tomcast. Exactly. (laughs) You have to know that we have gotten better. I promise we have gotten better. (laughs) So listen to the old ones and listen to this one. And I think you'll agree. We've gotten better. There you go. (laughs) So I I am reintroducing those. So if if you've missed out, if you're new to the show and you kind of want to hear some of the older things. Now, granted, the news episodes will be a little out of, out of date for you. Yeah. But, you know, there's some good conversation. Like, I still think our Aquaman episode is strong. Yeah. If you're a fan of Predator, we, we crushed oh, yeah. that one. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's some good stuff, and it'll all be available. The entire catalog will be available very, very soon. And uh, our new our new podcast hosts uh, are have been great so far. They're helping me uh, w- get some stuff up and running. And, and I think it's going to be good for the show in the long run. Cool. The second thing I want to share with everybody... Now, before I announce this, <laughs> if you're a fan of the show, nothing's going to change. All right. There's just an option now. <laughs> we have, or I have, I, I did not consult Roger on this. <laughs> I decided to do this since my name's on the stupid show. If you don't like it, it's not my fault. It's not Roger's fault. Come at me. <laughs> at me on Twitter and at Instagram if you're mad at me. <laughs> we have a Patreon now. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really simple one. There's only two levels right now, um, but you know th- this show's getting bigger. The show's getting—I think it's improving a lot. And we have—we have big plans. You know, I've yeah. talked about some stuff. There, there are things on the horizon, yes. and a, a little—if uh, we can get a little support from from people, that'd be super cool. Yeah. If if that's something that you don't want to do, the show's not going to change yep. in any way. It is still going to be a free podcast. You will still get every episode. When it drops, there will be no delay in new episodes, none of that stuff. Cool. They're just going to be bonuses if you're a supporter. <laughs> and like I said, it's only two levels right now. Sweet. There's a one dollar level, where you a where you a where 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 it's it's a it's called the Popheads Unite level. Nice. <laughs> you donate a buck, a buck a month, and you get you get your name read right out. You get a shout out on the show. Cool. Rogers gonna give you a cool nickname. Probably, yeah. I'll, I'll think of something. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to work on that. We'll ha- we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll put that in, in the in the workroom and figure that out. Yeah, I like it. I like it. And then there's the there's going to be the five dollar level, and the five dollar level means that Roger and I are doing more work because we're going to do bonus episodes <laughs> of the show. All right. Special episodes. I have a I have a bunch in mind already. Cool. But I'm also soliciting soliciting patrons at that level. Hit me up. Tell us. Tell me what you want us to talk about. Help me help you. Yeah. So, like I said, two levels. There, there, there will be more, but they're always going to be inexpensive levels. Yeah, I never want to ask for for more than than I can provide. Sure. But there, there will be more levels to to this coming soon, especially <laughs> especially in the winter time. Yeah, the show will will add another level to in between one and five. Like I, yeah. I, I think five dollars is a, is insanely generous if you, if you're <laughs> feeling that generous. Sure, you know, five bucks is great. But the one dollar, whatever you feel like doing. If you don't feel like doing anything, the show's not changing. This doesn't affect you at all. Cool. It will exist. The Patreon will exist if you do feel like supporting the show. Let me share that link with you. It's so hard to remember the name of it. No, it's not. It's really easy. It's actually just patreon.com slash Tomcast Popcast. Easy enough. Easy peasy. So, you know, it's there if you if you feel like kicking us some shekels. If you feel like kicking us some shekels and whatnot, uh, that's super great. And you're going you're gonna to get some cool bonuses from us for it. We're going to make sure that it's worth your while to do so. 
Patreon.com slash Tomcast Popcast. All one thing there. There's no spaces, no underscores, none of that stuff. All right. And and uh, if you if you choose to be a Patreon, thank you in advance. If you don't want to, if you can't do it, understood. No worries. Listening is keep listening. For us. Yeah. And, and you know, and if if you can't do the if you can't do the Patreon, you know what you could do for us. What could they do for us, Roger? Give us a good review. Write us a five star review. Small podcast. Small small podcasts like this can easily get lost in the mix. And a five star review goes a long way to letting people know that we are doing good deeds. We're cutting the mustard, and you're having a good time listening to our show. So spread the word as much as you can. I know the five star review is mostly like an Apple thing, but I, I did re-verify once we switched hosts. I made sure that yeah. we are still good on Spotify. We're still good on Google Play. So wherever those, whatever format you listen to us on. Uh, a review goes a long way or just you know sharing the show on, on social media stuff like that yeah we, put we us love out it. there yeah 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 we're gonna we're gonna keep doing good things it's gonna be you know I've talked about it before school's going on it's a little tough right now but between now and December but oh baby big things are happening <laughs> big things the show's growing we got big plans oh yes Roger and I aren't going anywhere nope. you're stuck with us sorry Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Roger, fuck it. Let's turn the show off and get another beer. What Let's do, you think? do it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 38. Again, if you want to go back, you can listen to the entire catalog soon. It's going to be crazy. Listen to my brother go crazy about Marvel movies <laughs> and get really mad like I did. Yeah. It'll be phenomenal fun. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, thank you so much for listening. For Roger Smith, I am Tom. Uh, we'll be back soon. Ciao, babes. space and we fall back they simulate entire worlds and we fall back not again the line must be drawn here this far no farther i will make them pay for what they've done we're not gonna be fucking sunk this year we're the stanley cup champions